Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Spring deals at Ross will have you saying, it's a yes for me. Say yes to trending looks like tube tops, dad shorts, and miniskirts for less than online, or vintage tees and beach shorts for a weekend getaway. With all the styles to choose from, there's a yes around every corner. Because saving money and looking good is what you do. It's a yes for you and your bank account. Hit up Ross for your certified yes for me moment. Disrupted blood sugar can increase risks for heart disease, kidney issues, gut issues. It definitely can slow down motility and movement of gut, causes inflammation, maintaining a good weight and metabolism. That is all, you know, can be related to blood sugar. And let's not forget, you know, steady energy and having brain clarity, Mm -hmm. which we all need to thrive and be able to do what we're called to do on this earth. All of those need balanced blood sugar. Mm-hmm. So my favorite thing is obviously diet first. Um, and it's not about eliminating carbs. And I think that's a really common misconception um, because you need those. Your thyroid needs it. Your body needs it. Mm-hmm. But just making sure that you're getting a variety of different f- foods, proteins, fats, carbs. Mm-hmm. So when you're looking at your plate, uh, you got to make sure you have a little bit of something on there. And obviously there's that personalization per each, what individual needs and the amount of each thing, but we can definitely all assess like, do I have a protein? Do I have a fat? Do I have a carb Mm -hmm. on my plate? You're listening to She with Jordan Lee Dooley, a personal development podcast for the everyday woman. Come invited, leave ignited. Here's your host, Jordan Lee Dooley. Hey, Lahana, welcome to She. Hi, I am so excited to be here. I am so excited to have you here. This is a conversation I have been wanting to have for a long time. It's a topic that I (laughs) personally am very passionate about. So I'm looking forward to all that we're going to talk about. But for those who are listening and who may not be familiar with who you are, can you just give us a little uh, recap of your background and what you do? Yes. I am Lahana Vigliano. I am the founder and CEO of UV True Wellness. We are a functional medicine practice here in Austin, but we service women all over the U.S. And we help women balance hormones and improve digestion using food as medicine. I have my master's in human nutrition and functional medicine, but I'm also a doctorate student. So I like to spin all the plates and I'm a mom of two as well. So I have a 12 year old and eight year old that also keep me pretty busy. So um, I started Nutri initially just because I was pre-med. So I've always been a lover of health and it wasn't until I was kind of taught a pill for every ill. And that just turned me off. So that's where I found nutrition and just fell in love, fell in love with it. Love it. Your story just in terms of your passions, but also just wearing multiple hats reminds me so much of myself. So I appreciate you sharing that. And I think it's important (laughs) for women to hear too, you know, but it's interesting because we're going to talk a bit about how stress can impact our health. And I think for women like you and I who spin multiple plates, wear many hats, like I think we have probably experienced the effects of that in many ways at different times in our life. So that's why this is something I care about so much. But we're going to get into this in a lot more detail. But 
Can you just give us a quick overview, just to be on topic, if you will, of how stress can affect different areas of our health? Can you just give us kind of the the 30,000 foot picture of that? Oh man, that's hard to do because I'm, I'm with you. <laughs> it is something that is like, I can eat perfect and exercise perfect, mm-hmm. but stress is the thing that I have to constantly work towards, which most women do. Mm-hmm. But stress is hands down one of the biggest reasons we are seeing women that is being held back from healing. Um, so your stress hormone cortisol is made in your adrenals. So cortisol is there to protect us from autoimmunity, cancers. It gives us blood sugar regulation, controls our blood pressure, and it protects us from perceived dangers, which is why we hear fight or flight. So from a 30,000 point of view um, with how stress affects everything in the body. Um, It can affect everything from your fertility and periods to immune system, gut health, thyroid, blood sugar balance. Um, Your body, no matter what it is, whether it's a traffic jam, which is relatively tiny, Mm -hmm. and then a tiger chasing you, which is typically very big. A stressor is a stressor. And so it stimulates the same response regardless. And that's why it's just so important to make sure that we are making it a priority in our health journey because it can affect every single area of the body. Yeah. Well, you know, and I think kind of to tangent off of that a little bit, I think when we think about stress, we are often thinking about like how busy we are. And that's definitely Mm -hmm. a stressor. But we often look at the external factors like, is our relationship stressful? Is our job, you know, busy in this season? Are we in a traffic jam? Like those kind of things. (laughs) But I'd love if you can share a little bit more insight of how internal stressors can also affect our health. Like what stressors might we be missing or not even be aware of in terms of like, maybe they're not the external factors quite so much, but they're just as impactful on our health. Yep, for sure. This is probably one of my favorite things because it leads us to doing labs and like digging because first we'll start off with gut actually. Gut, bacteria, parasites, yeast overgrowth, all of those little microbes that we host in our in our body, this can cause issues with the absorption of nutrients from our food. It's very stressful on the body to not have these raw materials to do literally every single cellular process Hmm. in the body. And so bacteria can also create something called LPS called lipopolysaccharides. And that is an endotoxin that stimulates your adrenals to make more cortisol. So it is a chronic like cortisol stimulator. Hmm. So that's why when, yes, when someone comes and like, yeah, I'm stressed and they explain all the external, we got to look internal. That's why I'll ask about gut because those internal gut imbalances can cause you to have more cortisol and eventually lead to quote unquote adrenal fatigue. That's not the correct term in the medical world, but mm-hmm. it makes sense. Yeah. Blood sugar imbalances as well. So if someone's on this blood sugar roller coaster with highs, highs and lows, lows, when it hits too low, it can cause the adrenals to release more cortisol because it helps tap into like stored glucose to help increase your low blood sugar levels. So that is very stressful on the body when you're on that roller coaster. Under eating is very stressful on the body. It's hands down the most common thing that we see. And this is not women who are trying to under eat. This is actually women who are like, no, I'm eating enough. I'm eating with my hunger cues. And when we actually dive deep into the numbers, they're just so used to under eating that they don't even realize that they're under eating anymore. Mm -hmm. But we can look at like our body as a car, right? I'm sure everyone's heard this analogy at one point, but food is our gas. And so when we are under eating, we are not putting enough fuel in that. And eventually we're going to be running on fight or flight. And so a lot of women will combine this, or you can look at it alone Mm -hmm. with an intense exercise regimen. That is also an internal stressor. Um, So with under eating and exercise together, or maybe Mm -hmm. just 
I don't know, an over-exercise regimen. Exercise will increase cortisol. It's supposed to. That's what it, that's amazing. But when we're seeing it chronically and you're over-exercising every single day, you're doing something and you're not listening to your body, that can be stressful. And then- That's so interesting not to cut you off. Sorry, but I think so often- we often view exercise as a way to de-stress. And so I'd be curious what your thought is on that because it does, it is a stressor on your system. So Mm -hmm. what do you say to people when they're like, well, exercise is the way I de-stress from my job or my stressful life or whatever. What are your thoughts on that? (laughs) It can be mentally. It's meant like mentally for someone and emotionally it may help, Mm -hmm. but physiologically not necessarily Mm -hmm. because it will increase cortisol, but it should cut off. Like at the moment you stop working out, it should go down. Mm -hmm. But when someone's just chronically stimulated as in many areas that we're talking about, they're under eating, they have a gut imbalance, they are whatever, whatever it is, not sleeping well, Mm because that increases cortisol. Mm -hmm then it's just chronic and that's when it becomes an issue. And that's when I'm like, I know we'll have to figure out some other things that might benefit your mental health instead of intense exercise. (laughs) Yeah. So interesting. Just because that's one of those things that we're often told like, oh, if you're stressed, go work out. And it's like, wait, what if you're making it worse? (laughs) Okay. That's really, really helpful. Okay. So one of the internal stressors that you mentioned was blood sugar. And I want to talk about that because I don't think a lot of women really think much about balancing blood sugar unless they are diagnosed with a condition like diabetes, right? So why is this such an important topic for all women and what can we do to make sure that we are balancing our blood sugar? I think blood sugar balance is one of the key foundational things to make sure other hormones are balanced. Mm -hmm. Disrupted blood sugar can increase risks for heart disease, kidney issues, gut issues. It definitely can slow down motility and movement of gut, causes inflammation, maintaining a good weight and metabolism. That is all, you know, can be related to blood sugar. And let's not forget, you know, steady energy and having brain clarity, Mm -hmm. which we all need to thrive and be able to do what we're called to do on this earth. All of those need balanced blood sugar. Mm -hmm. So my favorite thing is obviously diet first. Um, And it's not about eliminating carbs. And I think that's a really common misconception um, because you need those. Your thyroid needs it. Your body needs it. Mm -hmm. But just making sure that you're getting a variety of different foods, proteins, fats, carbs. Mm -hmm. So when you're looking at your plate... Uh, you got to make sure you have a little bit of something on there. And obviously there's that personalization per each, what individual needs and the amount of each thing, but we can definitely all assess like, do I have a protein? Do I have a fat? Do I have a carb on my plate? And sticking with diet, most women we see in our reproductive phase needs to be eating like three meals a day. Mm-hmm. And I know fasting is all the rage, yeah. but for blood sugar balance, if you're in a very stressed out state, or season of your life, we really want to focus on nourishing the adrenals and not putting more demand on for cortisol, Mm -hmm. which is what fasting does. We're either running on glucose or we're running on cortisol. Mm -hmm. So I would rather you, you know, run on some good food. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) totally. It's so crazy because I remember when I first learned about the whole blood sugar thing, I was like, my mind was blown. And when I started incorporating that very simple habit into my life of I'm going to eat three meals a day, I'm going to try to make sure as often as possible. And I didn't do it perfectly. I don't know that anyone ever does, but yeah, I tried to do it as often as possible where I incorporated those three, those three uh, nutrient groups that you mentioned. And it made such, I started to like notice my energy was more, I didn't need coffee anymore. I used to like live on coffee for energy. It's just wild how like your body does self-regulate once you start yeah. giving it what it needs to balance blood sugar. It's just crazy. Yeah, yeah for uh, sure. 
Okay. So one other thing I wanted to ask about too is specifically when it comes to like eating and all that kind of stuff. I want to know how chronic stress can give digestion problems because you mentioned the gut. We've been talking a little bit about blood sugar and what's on your plate, but how can chronic stress give you digestion problems and hold you back from really completely healing? And how, how can you tell if your digestive issues are stress related or are caused by something else like a food intolerance? Yeah, that's a great question. I, I love all things gut. Like if we can't talk poop, like we can't be friends. <laughs> so um, stress is known as like your fight or flight. And then the other phase of our, our nervous system is rest and digest. Mm-hmm. So when you're in a stressed out state, you're simply not in a mode to digest. So your body is diverting a lot of blood flow to the muscles, you know, literally preparing you to run from a tiger versus directing blood flow towards digestion. So digestive enzymes don't get released during stress. Digestive muscles tend to slow down, um, which is why a lot of people struggle with bloating after meals when they're like in the stress response or they're eating in the car with their kids. You know, they're running from place to place, but that stress response is on and that digestion is not moving anywhere. It's Mm -hmm. just kind of sitting there. And so kind of going back to stress downregulating the immune system, cortisol can be very helpful for the immune system, but too much of it can downregulate your immune system. Mm -hmm. And that can give certain microbes in your gut I like to call them opportunistic bacteria Mm -hmm. um, because they're always there, like E. coli, staph strep, they're always going to be in the gut. But when they're given that opportunity to thrive Mm -hmm. and when your immune system's down, that army, they're going to create chaos. Mm -hmm. They're going to cause bloating. They're going to cause constipation, diarrhea, Mm -hmm. gassiness. It's just going to show up in, in different ways. Yeah. And typically when we see people struggling with digestion, it's usually tied to not being able to digest food properly, or there's a microbe, parasite yeast bacteria, combination could be that too. So once we understand that, we can take a step back and we can see why this might be happening in the first place. And that can be people with, I don't know, a past of antibiotics or picking up a stressful history, abuse, things like that, that could be the trigger for Mm -hmm. them. But food intolerances, which is a whole conversation in and of itself, food intolerances is honestly a symptom of something going on in the gut. Mm -hmm. So usually something microbe, the ability to digest food, food intolerances usually are not the root cause. They're just a side effect of poor gut health. Mm -hmm. So we need to like dive deeper doing stool testing to look into that. Um, because we want to understand why your body is being triggered by these foods. So just PSA, please, no one ever stop at just avoiding food sensitivities. You got to make sure you're digging a little bit deeper. Yeah. Yeah. That's really interesting because I think we do immediately, like, I think the trendy thing is like, oh, I must be allergic to gluten or something. And it's like, very possibly, like that's very possibly a a piece of the pie. But when you dig into a little bit deeper, like you said, with the, with the stressors, it, it makes so much sense how that can be contributing or even potentially the full cause. So I'm thankful yeah. that you shared that. Have you ever wanted to live a little bit more of a natural and holistic lifestyle for the sake of your well-being and your family's well-being, as well as to be a little bit more self-sustaining, but just felt really confused on where to start, especially if you can't just like up and move to a farm tomorrow? Look, when I first started my holistic wellness journey, I remember I felt so overwhelmed. There's so much information all over the internet nowadays, and it's so hard to discern and to know which brands are truly clean and how do I source food locally and where do I even begin with all this stuff, especially if I have a busy life and I live maybe in an apartment or a suburban life or I just don't have like goats in my backyard to go milk, you know, like how how do I do this? And, um, it can be really overwhelming. So what I did is I wanted to take the guesswork out of it for you because I think one of the biggest things that holds so many of us back is not only the financial 
side of it and the worry that it's going to be more expensive, but also the time. Most of us don't have months or years to invest in researching and reading labels and figuring out how to do that and doing all this research on our own. So we just don't, and we kind of get stuck. So what I wanted to do is create a quick start guide for you. And it's called the lifestyle overhaul guide. It is a step-by-step quick start guide to living a more natural and sustainable life. And it is laid out in a step-by-step format. It covers everything from budgeting for these changes to really reducing stress and creating a more sustainable schedule and lifestyle in terms of your time to cleaning up the products in your home and reducing your toxin burden, how to really start with that and what to prioritize and how to do that in a budget-friendly way to sourcing more food locally, shortening your supply chain, being less reliant on the grocery store and big food systems, and starting to really use the resources in your local community. I'm giving you all the best resources on how to find those things, how to source those things, and how to get started right where you are. So if that sounds like something you need, you can tap the link in the show notes on this episode, or just go to jordanleedooley.com slash lifestyle dash overhaul to check out all the details and grab yourself a copy. So speaking of kind of in that same vein of how it can affect digestion, all those types of things, I also am curious what you would say about how stress can affect our weight and our ability to Mm. lose weight. How does that work? Oh, yeah. I see this being a huge reason why weight is just kind of holding on. Mm -hmm. And diet culture, typical is work out more, eat less. Mm -hmm. And it's literally contributing to the problem if Mm -hmm. if stress is your reason for struggling with weight. Mm -hmm. So studies show that like stress can naturally increase appetite. You'll naturally crave more foods that are richer in fats, which aren't a bad thing, obviously, depending on the fat, but they are more calorically rich Mm -hmm. and making you crave sugar. And these foods can they're needed in the sense, cause I like to think back of like, why is the body doing this? I always think the body's kind of like working for you. Mm-hmm. And these foods are naturally needed at a higher demand that your body is sensing, right? There's a lot of stress. It needs more. And these are the foods that's going to help it run the best. Remember food is fuel. So there's also an understanding that when stressed, your body may revert to holding onto that extra fat to protect you from whatever threat that is. And Stress can downregulate thyroid function, which controls our metabolism and our weight influence. So when stress is creating that chronic demand of insulin, going back to blood sugar, when when stress is there, it's constantly bringing glucose out into your blood. Now insulin's being chronically demanded because there's a lot of blood sugar. Insulin is the fat storage hormone. So this is why blood sugar needs to be, if you're wanting to lose weight, you got to make sure your blood sugar is balanced because insulin is that fat storage hormone and that will guide more fat storage if needed. And obviously, you know, we want to make sure that we are looking at everything holistically, right? So when we are, when someone's struggling with weight, we are assessing stress, we're assessing thyroid function, we're assessing micronutrient deficiencies and just making sure, you know, we can use food and other lifestyle factors to improve that. Yeah. Makes so much sense. It's wild how, how stress is so connected to the thyroid function and then how connected thyroid function is to weight and weight (laughs) management and everything. And it's like, I think we often, I think I'd be curious what your thought is on this, but I think generally we think of these different issues, like whether it's I'm struggling to lose weight or I'm having thyroid issues or I'm stressed, we think of them as all in their own buckets, like their own separate Mm -hmm. category or compartment of our bodies. And then when you understand kind of the like flow of how your body works and how everything downregulates and like connects to each other, it's like, oh, that makes sense why you have to almost like keep peeling back the layers until you find the root issue that's making the symptom or the problem whether that is digestive issues, weight loss, you know, challenges, et cetera, happen in your body and like manifest, yeah. you know, physically or, or externally. 
Yeah, I think that's the downfall of, and you know, obviously conventional medicine is there for a reason. Like, mm-hmm. don't come to me if you have a broken bone. I definitely mm-hmm. will not help. Mm-hmm. But that's the downfall is that they separate the body into all these different systems. Mm-hmm. And yes, it's great that someone can specialize in heart and in digestion, but there's no one there connecting all the dots of how things are working together. So if you have slower gut motility, they're just looking all the things gut health when like thyroid influences that. And they're not looking at that because they don't specialize in that. So it's just a downfall of how our medical system set up today. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of all things being connected (laughs) and all the different systems, (laughs) I want to talk a little bit about reproductive health, especially because I think this is an area where a lot of women struggle or just are concerned about or worry about or know someone who's struggling. But when it comes to women's reproductive health, there's not really always a lot of focus on adrenal health and the role that stress can play in this whole thing. So can we also dig into how stress and adrenal health can specifically play a role in reproductive health? I'm so glad you asked because this is my favorite thing ever because (laughs) I never get so angry seeing women who are struggling to get pregnant and it infuriates me that this is totally overlooked in the infertility world. Mm -hmm. And it's never brought to women's attention because we're so focused on estrogen and progesterone, Mm -hmm. peel the layers back enough to see like where in this flow, like there's a block. Mm -hmm. So when we're stressed and having high cortisol, it's going to press a hormone called GNRH. And that stimulates a part of your brain called the pituitary to make FH and LH. These brain hormones basically talk to our ovaries and those influence estrogen and progesterone and ovulation. So when we're stressed and that GNRH is suppressed, that means FSH and LH get suppressed. That means we don't have proper timing of ovulation. And that's why some women can have longer cycles when they're stressed because the body is delaying ovulation. And now without ovulation, progesterone is made. And progesterone is made only after ovulation because it's made from the tissue that is left over Mm post-ovulation called the corpus luteum. Mm -hmm. So now a woman isn't ovulating. She's not having enough progesterone. Now we're seeing her struggling to get pregnant. She's naturally more estrogen dominant because she doesn't have the progesterone to balance it out. Mm -hmm. So I always want to remind women, you know, like these are the things if you're struggling with fertility and having normal cycles, like your body, even though it feels like it's against you, I promise it's working for you. It's just, it's trying to speak to you and we need to like really understand and listen to it. But our bodies will always, always, always choose survival over reproduction. No no matter how badly we want a baby right now, Mm -hmm. you are its main focus. Mm -hmm. And so if your body is signaling that something is very dangerous in this world, Mm -hmm. and again, like I said in the beginning, a stressor is a stressor, Mm -hmm. whether it's a traffic jam, tiger, you got fired from your job, it's all the same. And so sensing danger, but naturally it's going to say, I don't know why you think it's a good time to get pregnant. This Mm -hmm. is a very dangerous world out here. So we have to make sure that we're, oh, please, like that is one of the main things we see with infertility mm. is adrenal issues. So please make sure you get a test. Yeah, no, I'm I'm glad that you explained that. And I think another thing that can be really frustrating because I, you know, I've had many friends walk this kind of road and it's really, I know that they get really frustrated when people make the comments to them like, well, just relax and it'll happen. And oh my gosh. there's, there's some merit to that considering what you're yeah. talking about. However, I think the thing to point out is going back to what we talked about earlier in this in this conversation they may be relaxed feeling right like in terms of like well i don't have a super stressful job like i'm so confused like i don't feel like i'm I'm not trying to stress about being pregnant or whatever it might be or getting pregnant but the stress may be an internal stressor like we talked about Mm. that may be like causing imbalance in the body that externally they're like my relationship's fine my job's fine like what are you talking about i'm not i'm not stressed right so 
there's, but it is the most aggravating thing when people say like, well, just relax and it'll happen. Cause I know that I've had many friends say like, if someone says that to me again, I'm going to scream, you know? So, so I think it's like, it's a, it's a both. And it's like, there's, there's validity to the comment in the sense that stress can affect things. But I think we have to broaden our view of how we're viewing stress and that internal and external factors and understanding kind of the root causes of what may be imbalanced or what may be going on is so critical to actually getting to a solution. Exactly. And I I think that's exactly it. People only think external. Mm -hmm. They very rarely think what could be going on internally. So once we start shifting that mindset, it will make a lot more sense. Like, okay, yeah, maybe it's great. Your marriage is great. Job's Mm -hmm. great. But there's so many things internally that I want to say is not always symptomatic. Mm -hmm. I know many times I run lab testing on people and they're not technically symptomatic, but there's things that are happening because chronic disease just does all of a sudden go from zero to 100 and Mm -hmm. you're symptomatic. Mm -hmm. It is a very silent process. And it's when it's finally symptomatic that it can be big enough for a diagnosis. But Mm -hmm. there's so much, there's so much area of things you can do before you get to that point. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. So I want to pivot a little bit, but I think this is relevant, especially in the conversation of external stressors, internal stressors, all of that. But when we are facing an externally stressful or a busy season, right? Maybe the job's really demanding or it's the holiday season, or there's some hard stuff going on in our family or all of the above. What are some things that we can be doing to nourish our bodies and really support our adrenals and kind of give ourselves that extra support when we're kind of running on E or we just know it's a really crazy season? So starting with diet and like answer the question, are you eating enough? You can track this if needed. You don't have to do it long-term and just see where you're at Um, because you got to make sure that you're eating the nourishing proper amount for you. Everyone's different, but please, 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 please do not be under 1500 calories. This is, you're getting your toddler zone. That's what a toddler needs. We're a grown woman. We got to make sure we're eating enough. Mm -hmm. And then you can ask yourself these two questions is what I have on my plate. Can I kill it or can I grow it? That's going to help assess the quality of food that you're consuming. We don't want empty calories that give us nothing. Well, it may give you some happiness, but we want to make sure that we're nourishing and providing fuel for our body more than ever, because the higher your stress is, the higher demand. Your nutrients are very much a supply and demand. So just know that your demand is higher. So we need to be fueling even more. And that are things like electrolytes are typically higher when you're stressed out. Um, Certain nutrients get used up a lot when you're stressed. These are things like vitamin C, magnesium, your B vitamins. Um, You can try different adaptogens like reishi, GABA, um, ashwagandha. But I do want to say supplements should be individualized and not guessed because they're super powerful. I believe God has created everything on this earth Mm -hmm. for a reason. Mm -hmm. So ashwagandha is really popular and it does, studies show it reduces cortisol. Did you say ashwagandha? Is that what you said? Okay. So ashwagandha has a lot of power to reduce cortisol, but if you've been in a chronic state of stress and now your adrenals aren't pumping out the cortisol as much because your brain has disconnected from your adrenals and that's what adrenal fatigue is, is technically called hypothalamus pituitary adrenal dysfunction. It's very long, which is why I think they break it down to adrenal fatigue. But you wouldn't want to take these herbs because that can lower your cortisol too much. Mm -hmm. So just make sure you're chatting with your provider about different herbal supplements. And then with resting, you know, I think this is a time that you need to give your body space. You need to stop pushing through if when you're in a really stressful season. Mm -hmm. That can even be things like tweaking exercise Mm -hmm. to gentle versus 
hardcore cardio and trying to hit PRs and your strength training. Sleep is a priority. We cannot give that up, please. We just need to make sure that we're serving our bodies physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually during this stressful season. Yeah, absolutely. I'd be curious, and this is just a random aside, but I'd be curious what your thoughts are on, like, if you're in a busy season and you're trying to prioritize rest, but there's just not a lot of room for like taking a day off or whatever, how can we really prioritize sleep? One thing I've learned is like minimizing blue light before bed to kind of regulate your your hormones and things like that, or kind of help reduce cortisol so you can go to sleep easier. Yeah. What are your thoughts on just like to benefit your sleep to get the most quality sleep if you are, are in a stressful season and your mind's constantly racing and you've got deadlines and all the things? How can we prioritize rest even if we don't have a lot of time to like relax necessarily during the day? Yeah. Oh yeah. I love sleep. Um, I'm all about like bath book bed, even for kids. Like we should do that as adults, honestly. <laughs> I don't know why we got out of it, yeah. but making sure that I love blue light uh, wearing glasses at sun sundowns to mm-hmm. try to match that circadian rhythm. Mm-hmm. Um, I love turning my house super cold because mm-hmm. that's when your body can get a lot, like really good deep sleep mm-hmm. and getting in some type of routine, whether it's drinking uh, like chamomile tea, some type of something restful, reading a book, doing something that you just genuinely enjoy. And as a person who's in our doctorate program, running a business, being a mom, being a mm-hmm. wife and everything else. Like I am queen of like taking that away of like, I don't think we are ever so busy mm-hmm. that we don't have time to put ourselves as a priority. And so I'm such a fan of just like winding down at night. And if your brain is going crazy, I love brain dumping. It is just like, I like doing it in front of my red light and just like brain dumping all the things that I've done today, things I got to do tomorrow, mm-hmm. how I'm feeling and like combine that with prayer and just get it out of my head and onto paper is so simple, but it's so powerful mm-hmm. for sleep. I totally agree. I love to like write down all the thoughts that are jumbling in my brain right before bed or the like hour or two before bed, because it kind of helps your brain feel like it has permission to shut down or to like power down a little bit. Because if you are constantly thinking, oh gosh, I don't want to forget this. And oh, I have this idea. I want to make sure I remember it. And you're constantly just, it like your brain won't shut off. But if you kind of get it out and then you feel that piece of like, okay, it's somewhere stored beside the file cap, like instead of the file cabinets (laughs) in my brain, I can power down now. You know, it's like it it allows, it's almost like it allows you to decompress. So I love that. Okay. This has been so good and so rich and very, very helpful. I would love if you can share, if anyone wants to learn more from you and just kind of follow all the work that you do, where can they find you and how can they learn more? Yes. Instagram's our favorite place to be. That's where you'll see all the behind the scenes as well as just the fun educational stuff. So we're at Nuvi True Wellness, N-U-V-I-T-R-U Wellness. It's all one word. And then if you are interested in working with us, like I said, we work virtually. We are at www.nuvitruewellness.com. And you can check out all of our services, the labs that we do and schedule a call with me just so we can learn more about you and get you started upright with the right labs and the right way of working together. So I would love to hear from you. Thank you so much, Jordan. Yes, of course, you guys. It's really such a benefit when you can find a functionally minded practitioner who can work virtually because that's one of the number one questions I get. It's like, how do I find a functional dietitian or how do I find a trustworthy, naturally minded provider? Like, And how do I get these labs done? Like, This is a great resource for you if you're wanting to get some answers or investigate maybe some symptoms you're having and try to find root causes, but just having a hard time finding someone local to you who you can do that with. This is a great option. So Lahana, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for all that you've shared. I'm so thankful for the work that you do and all that you are putting out into the world and everything you've shared here today. Thank you so much. I'd love to hear from you. 
It makes me so happy to see you tuning into this show. So if you're on Instagram, let me know what your favorite part of the show was by taking a screenshot of the episode you've tuned into and share it on your story. Tag me at Jordan Lee Dooley and tell me what your favorite quote or takeaway from today's show was so that I can see what's helping you and even feature what you share. This keeps me inspired and encouraged to keep creating new content and it's a great way to share something that your friends might love too. I can't wait to see you in Instagram world, my friend. Thanks for tuning in. To learn more about the She Podcast or to get involved in Jordan's growing community, visit jordanleedooley.com. Thanks for joining in today. Until next time, remain committed to intentional choices that refine your heart, faith, health, and work because your story is much too important to settle for anything less. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.